Till I'm Tiptoed You Dot com The podcast about pop culture Black history and spirituality Yeah It's about to be a great vibe Dr. Tip Gonna take it away Till I'm Tiptoed You Y'all, hey, it's your girl, Tip. Thank you for joining me for another edition of Tell Them Tip Told You. Let me start off by saying I apologize in advance. It is officially allergy season here in Georgia, and um, I'm sure I sound like a well-groomed man right now, but that's okay. We're going to get through this. Um, Here's what I want to talk about today. Today, I want to... um, So today is actually International Women's Day, if you're listening on the day I upload the podcast. Um, And so we're going to talk a little bit about International Women's Day. Um, I want to tell you one of my favorite Odu from the Odu Ifa Oshetura. And then I want to talk a little bit about what I think um, black women are facing in this particular moment. And then I want to give some advice to black women and some advice to the people that love us. All right. So let's just jump right in. Today is indeed International Women's Day. It says something about a world where you need that. Right. The very presence of a world where International Women's Day is necessary says something about the vast majority of how this world. No, I don't want to say the vast majority of this world. I want to say the vast majority of the Western world treats femininity and those traits associated with women. You know, in a lot of ways, a lot of times we are um, socialized to see ourselves as lesser than. And um, today is a day where I want all of us to to see ourselves in the fullness of all that we are and to understand that what we are as we have been created to be, whatever that is, um, is divinely intended. And because of that, it's powerful and it's unique and it's beautiful. And I just want to celebrate every person who identifies as a woman. I just want to celebrate you today and gently request that you tap into those parts of yourself that people tell us are weak or that should be shunned or marginalized. You know, I was talking to a group of girls last week and we got on the subject of emotions. If you've been listening to the podcast for any period of time, you've probably heard me say that people try to get us to run from being emotional. And I truly believe that they try to get us to run away from it, particularly black women, because our emotions are so powerful, right? We usually have an inherent spiritual way of knowing things that come from our emotions. Our emotions can usually drive other people to movement. Our emotions are protective and they're beautiful things that I think we should celebrate on this and every day. And so I want to talk a little bit about Oshun, right? Um, Oshun in popular culture is relatively popular right now. Uh, Y'all stop letting people with tarot cards tell you you're a daughter of Oshun or a son of Oshun. Y'all stop letting, you know, priests on the internet who you don't know from Adam's house cat tell you your head is marked to Oshun. Um, Stop that for two reasons. One is because they don't know. If that's how they're doing it, they don't know. But two, and probably more importantly, you don't know what you're getting into. 
Oshun is a beautiful Orisha. She is beautiful. She's protective. She's nurturing. Um, wealthy. Uh, compassionate. All of those things. Oshun ain't the one, the two, or the three to play with, though. I think a lot of us forget that she is a warrior. Um, I think some of us forget that she is serious, right? You cannot um, be a part-time fan of hers. So let me tell you one of my favorite pataki or small stories about Oshun, sacred story about Oshun, um, and how the world came to be. You know, let me say this. I, I teach my students this, but I think it's important for us all to remember that a culture's cosmogony or their creation story gives us insight into how they think things should really be. So saying that, I want you to pay close attention to uh, gender roles and dynamics in this story. Okay? So God, in its infinite wisdom, decided to create the world as we know it. And to do so, it took parts of itself, spirits, um, and gave them particular powers that would be beneficial in the establishment of the world. God sent those spirits down. And one by one, they did what they were supposed to do until we had a world and humans to populate it. And because of the sacred bonds between the spirits or the Orisha Rumale and the Inian or humans, um, things were going pretty well. You know, women were having children, families were happy, food and herbs and medicines were growing. You know, it was just a beautiful time. And slowly, though, things started to change and the crops started to die in the field. Farming tools and utensils started to break. Women stopped having children. Because of that, people started dying and getting sick in ways that they had never done before. And so the humans went before the, the Orisha and said, listen, we're keeping up our end of the bargain. You know, we're venerating you. We're making sacrifices in Ebo. We're doing everything you asked us to do. What's going on? Why are we being punished? And the Orisha met amongst themselves to discuss it because they didn't know what was happening differently. And so Eshu, the trickster, he says, listen, obviously we can't figure this out amongst ourselves. We need to go back to Alofi, to God, and ask what's going on because certainly something is happening. Because Ogun says he's making the tools this, the same way he's always made them, and they're breaking. And Orisha Oko says he's always grown the, the foods the same way, and they're not growing. Right? And so on and so forth. All the Orisha say that they've been doing the things that they were always put here to do. And for some reason, it's just not working anymore. And so they agree with that shoe, and they go back. And they meet with Olofi and they plead their case. And as they're talking, Olofi is counting. 
And when they finish making their plea, making their requests, Alofi asks, where is the other one? I know how many of you I sent to create the world. There is someone missing. And Obatala, because he was he's the oldest Orisha, and he's the one full of wisdom and patience, he looks around and looks back at Alofi and he says, Oh, Oshu, the little girl you sent with us? Oh, well, she's just a little girl. We we didn't think to bother her. And Olofi, again in its infinite wisdom, turns towards his creation and says, did anyone stop to ask what her power was? I gave each of you a part of me. Did anyone stop to ask what her gift was? all these male Orisha start looking around at each other and they have to admit that they didn't. And Olofi says, I gave her the gift of making life worth living. That's why things aren't working. And so they ask Olofi, well, how do we fix this? And Olofi says, the only way to get this right is to ask her. Let me make a long story short. And they go to Oshun. Oshun is an African woman. So when they ask her for forgiveness, you know she doesn't give in right away, right? But eventually she does because she is compassionate and she is nurturing and she did fix things. There's a lot to learn from that Pataki. Again, basic culture says we pay attention to a people's cosmogony because it says something about what their deep beliefs are. And we see here that the Yoruba believe deeply in the importance of femininity, right? The feminine is necessary for things to work well. Oshetura makes that clear. I'm going to side note here and say, compare that to the Genesis story and how Judeo-Christianity often situates the woman as the person to blame. But that's a side note. That is, that's neither here nor there for now. For now. <laughs> um, but there's a lot to learn from Oshetura in terms of as an African woman, as a black woman, what our responsibility is and when we say no. See, we are responsible. I think if we just pay attention to our, our work over history, right, over the years, we are responsible for making life worth living, right? We create works of art. We create beauty. We create life. We create food. We create home. You know, all these things, not one of them are sole responsibility, but all of them within our wheelhouse, right? We do all of these wonderful works. Um, but Oshun reminds us that if that work is not acknowledged, it's okay to stop. And that's where I want to spend some time just unpacking just a moment. If at any point the work that we do is not acknowledged or celebrated, the story of Oshetura reminds us that it is okay to stop. 
Oshun didn't argue with the other Orisha. She didn't argue. I, you know, I don't have to... She didn't... Let me tell you something about Oshun, right? Um, well, let me say this in general about Orisha. For those of you who may not be as familiar with the practice as a cultural religious tradition, um, my elders taught me that you don't necessarily get Orisha based on your characteristics. For example, just because you're a man who's a little bit of a womanizer, very attractive, who loves to dance, that does not automatically mean your, your head belongs to Shango. Kawo, right? Just because you um, may be a nurturer and a lover of children does not mean that you're necessarily a son or daughter of Yumoja. But that the Orisha that claims you more often than not is, yes, you may have shared characteristics with this spirit, but more than more often than not, it is that you need that particular energy to write yourself, right? Um, with Oshun, Oshun came into my life to help me see myself. We forget that, that our mirror is not about vanity. I don't know where that came from. Well, I think I have some ideas of where that came from. But Oshun's mirror is not about vanity. It is about self-development, personal development. It is also about recognizing your own worth. See, in the story of Oshay Tura, if Oshun did not understand her own power, she may have been begging people to see her and to celebrate her. She didn't. She, she had so much confidence in her gift that she could withhold it. Do you? Y'all don't hear me. She has such confidence in her ability that she didn't have to scream about it. She didn't have to broadcast it. She didn't try to beat somebody over the head to understand what she was worth. You know what she did? She just stood back a little bit. And some of us are in relationships where we are trying to beg someone to see all of us. We're in job situations where we're trying to outperform everybody around us so that we can be recognized. So our gifts and talents can be validated by someone else. But that's not what Oshun did. Oshun said, okay, I've been working hard. I've been helping y'all run this thing. You don't want to see me. You don't want to celebrate me. I'm not going to get loud about it. I'm not going to get angry about it. I'm going to rest. Some of my sisters listening right now, this is the lesson for the season. <laughs> we need to rest. That's why I like following the Nat Ministry on um, Instagram. We need to rest. We need to be resting. I, for, I think we forget that resting is a part of activism and a, and a critical part of wellness. <laughs> but we need to be resting. Oshun shows us that. We withdraw. Some of us, when we don't feel seen or validated, we try to do even more. That's not, what, that's not Oshun's ministry. That's not what she showed us. And what she showed us was what worked. 
What's effective is to pull back. To pull back. And to have faith that your talent is so... See, okay. You got to believe that you are so fly that you are absolutely essential. Do you see that? Some of us don't feel safe pulling back because we don't really trust the gifts. To be missed. Oh, I just convicted myself a little bit. Okay, so... (laughs) In our relationships, right? In our relationships, when sometimes when we feel like our partner is losing interest or is distracted by someone else or so on and so forth, what we try to do then is buy the extra lingerie. We try to learn the new recipes, so on and so forth, because we're trying to overcompensate for what we feel is a lack, right? But if we watch this Oshun Pataki, what we learn is that Oshun didn't do more of what she was built to do. She withheld from people who were not worthy of receiving it. There has to be a certain amount of hellified confidence to say, me withholding what I got is more powerful than giving you more of what I don't got. It is also recognizing that the other person has work to do. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm going to stop there. But you understand what I'm saying about Oshun Tudor? I want us to really think and reflect upon what Oshun did and why, especially on International Women's Day. I think there are messages there for women. Um, y'all know one of my favorite people walking the face of the earth is Dr. Yaba Blay. And I love when she says, we all we got. I don't love that we have to say that, but I love that we say that because we recognize our talent. We recognize who and what we are and we rely on what, on each other to see us, even if nobody else does. Thomas Sankara, one of the sexiest African leaders of all times. I probably shouldn't have said that. I don't know how appropriate that was, but I mean it. All right, so he... Um, he says, there is no real social revolution without the liberation of women. There is no real social revolution without the liberation of women. If we look at any struggle for human rights globally, 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 if we look at any struggle for human rights, we see women, women, At the core. There's a reason patriarchy fears womanness. Those distorted, unnatural, man-made systems fear the sacred divinity of femininity. We need to understand and appreciate our power. Sankara is reminding us. Oshetura is reminding us of women's sacred power and their role. I think if we look just even politically in the United States in the last, what, 10 years, we see how important women are to righting some of the wrongs that have historically existed in this country. We need women. But I want to be careful and balance what I'm saying out with Mama Zora. 
Okay. Mama Zora said, black women are the muse of the world. Listen, yes, we hold this sacred work. Yes, we hold this sacred responsibility. No, we are not nobody's pack mule. Okay. We are not supposed to do all the work, though. Oshul's gift was to make the work that the men did more beautiful, more meaningful, more efficient and effective, not to do the work that the men were supposed to be doing. And I'm not talking about gender roles. I'm talking about a balance of social responsibility, a balance of political responsibility, a balance of economic responsibility, a partnership. It is time out for people expecting black women to save everybody. Yeah, okay, y'all celebrated us with memes after Stacey Abrams saved the U.S. from fascism. For now. Yeah, that was cute and all. But how do, how were you treating Stacey Abrams before that? And how will you be treating her once you've decided she's outlived her usefulness? Like you've treated all other black women and we in trouble. And then I didn't see the interview last night. I just honestly am not that into um, what's going on in the royal family. And that's not a judgment thing. I enjoyed reading all your tweets and Facebook and Instagram posts about it. But I just, you know, sometimes I can be a killjoy with the whole colonialism thing. Anyway, there's no judgment there, though, because I got some problematic preferences, too. Um, The Oprah, Meghan Markle thing last night. And and just reading, again, I didn't watch it. Just reading your posts about it, though. um, One... I don't know how surprised, why people are surprised. Why? White people are white people. I don't know how else to say that. White supremacy is a global phenomenon. It doesn't stop at the U.S. border. I I just, I don't understand how some of y'all are surprised that people were asking about how dark the baby was going to be with in your family. They checked the nails and and the uh, ears when the baby come out. Why are you surprised that white folk might be doing that too? We had the whole one drop rule here. Okay. I don't know why you're surprised by that. I will say this though. I hope that the conversations that are being sparked by this interview will include how tired black women are of the collective BS that we live through. If Meghan Markle could be as tired as she was, how tired is the sister while working third shift at Walmart? Okay, do you understand what I'm saying? How tired is she? And that's not to say Meghan Markle isn't tired. And, and I'm not talking about just physically tired right now. You, you, I hope you understand what I'm saying. Black women that I am in conversation with And me, a black woman, I'm telling you right now, we are tired. It is the sick and tired, tired. We are tired of everybody's bullshit right now. You understand what I'm saying? We are tired. Now, let's go back to O'Shea Twitter. Y'all be careful. Because black women are collectively reaching a place where 
Oshun's strategy is looking hella nice. And the question becomes, what happens to you if black women pull back? What if we decide we ain't finna save the election this time? What if we decide we ain't gonna defend the children in the schools no more? What happens when we decide we ain't giving all our money to the church house that don't let us lead anyway? What happens when we decide we don't want to cook and clean for you anymore? Like, what are you going to do? How is the world going to work if we withhold it all? If we stop praying? Ooh, somebody, baby. Okay, let me, say, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Some of y'all walking around here right now because a black woman prayed for you. Okay, what happens when she gets sick of that? What happens when she gets sick of going to her spirits and yours to make sure you okay? Okay. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? That there, there needs to be a wake-up call for how you treat us. Sisters, there has to be a wake-up call for how we demand to be treated. Oshun wasn't asking for money. Okay, Oshun already holds a lot of wealth. <laughs> a lot of wealth. For those of you who know, no, right? She ain't got to beg you for no money. Oshun wasn't withholding her talent for money. She wasn't withholding her talent for an orgasm. She was withholding her talent to simply be seen and celebrated. That's the bare minimum. The bare minimum is that you see me. That you recognize me. That you celebrate how I come to the table. Some of y'all ain't doing that. And some sisters, myself included, we don't move in the world like that, unfortunately. Some of us don't. And Oshun reminds us to. What would it be to move through the world with, and not doubt your worth? To not doubt your worth. What does that mean? To move through, what would it look like? Some of us haven't spent time. Y'all know I'm a big, or maybe I've never said that out loud. I'm really big on daydreaming. There should be times in your day. This is the problem with capitalism. It takes away your time to think. That's another topic for another day. But, uh, you know, we need to be thinking about how we move through the world. We need to reflect upon it to make sure we are moving in 100% confidence of our own worth. What does that look like for you? It, it's not going to look the same for you as it does for Tiffany. Right? What does it look like for you? Have you even thought about what that means? What does it mean to be seen? What does that feel like? What does it smell like? What does it taste like? How does it show up when you wake up in the morning? How does it show up when you wake? you, you end up at the office? How does it show up in your treatment from your children? 
we need to really, um, sisters, we really need to figure out what it looks like so we can be there. And to, we, we also need to, to figure out how joy is centered in it all. That's our charge, right? Um, it's, but we, we, we've been letting people play in our faces too long. I was listening to, in fact, it's about a year to the day I listened to this podcast. Um, I can't remember the brother's name. I wish I could remember the brother's name. It's a, a nutritionist and health trainer, the mental health, model health fitness, model health something podcast, right? And about a year ago, he had a scientist on that was talking about um, telomeres on your chromosomes and how the length of those indicates your real age, right? Because the shorter the telomere, the less time you have left to live. And then about a week ago, I saw a study that said on average, black women's telomeres are seven years older than the average white woman. And then I think about how many black intellectual giants die early. And it has to be because there is a a kind of... My sisters understand me. I don't know if men get this. Um, there is a kind of fatigue that can come over you. It's not just physical because the napping doesn't help. It's not just emotional because the numbing that we do doesn't always help. Um, It's not just spiritual because the praying we do may not always help, but that it is a fatigue that is at the cellular level. And it comes from stress. This, and I believe that some of that stress comes from not being seen, not feeling like people see us, not, not feeling like people hear us. You know, black women can say, hey, don't touch that pot. It's hot. I just turned the, the eye off. The man, the child, go touch the eye. On a societal level, we say that. Don't vote for this person now. I done told you. They feel a little fucking off. But, you know, anyway. There's a collective fatigue, and I just want to issue that warning. We are sick of people playing in our faces. From the macro down to the micro. Stop playing in their sister's face. Okay? I also think we forget that there are spiritual... I'm sorry. I'm sinuses, okay? Um, there are spiritual consequences for playing in black women's faces. I'm just going to leave that there. Y'all do with that what you will. But some of y'all running around here trying to figure out why bad stuff keep happening to you is because you're playing in sisters' faces. All right? I'm done with that. So I want to leave out with some just general, basic bullet points of things you can do today and every day as a celebration of International Women's Day to do something for the sister in your life. So here's the advice to people who are not sisters. Um, Get some therapy. Do some self-work. So it might be a life coach. It might be a licensed clinical therapist. It might be, um, y'all don't, you got to be careful what kind of spiritual leader you go to. You know, just use your gift to discern it. 
But get some kind of professional help with your personal development. Do some self-work, okay? That's number one. Because that's how you treat sisters well, is you learn to be okay. Number two, listen. Listen to them. I don't know why y'all won't listen to us. Something about the the male ego. You don't want to hear what your sister's got to say. Listen, please. All right? Scientifically, we know sisters been here longer. You're supposed to listen to your elders. Women came first. Listen. <laughs> Number three, recognize our worth beyond it being in service to you. Women are good for more than just making you feel good. Recognize the wholeness of our worth. And finally, give them the care and the nurturing that they deserve. Physical care and emotional nurturing. When was the last time you hugged a sister not to try to get some, but just because you knew she needed to be held? When was the last time you gave a woman a hug, a platonic hug? When was the last time you said, hey, babe, go rest? When was the last time you took her on a drive just on a very pretty day? When was the last time you made her feel physically safe? Our sisters need these things. You know, the myth of the strong black woman is one of the most dangerous myths in America today. Remember, I just told you, women, black women are tired. We're collectively tired. And we need you to, you need, we need you to see us enough to recognize that. And do for us what you would do for any other thing that was at its end, at its wit's end. If your dog wasn't feeling good, you're not going to let it just lay in the corner and call it lazy. Your woman is coming home from work. She's feeding the kids and then she's too exhausted to do anything with you. And you fussing with her about whether or not, why not she don't want to sleep with you. Instead of you saying, baby, I know you're tired. Can I rub your back and not be trying to get in her drawers? Yeah, women, okay, I'm off that. Give her physical care and emotional nurturing. All right, here's my advice to us, sisters. If we don't have a life coach or therapist, we need to get one. There are things we need to do for ourselves because I think history is clear. We can't. We have to stand in the gap for ourselves. Does that make sense? Not does it make sense because it don't make sense, but do you understand what I'm saying? Two, we need to be connected to a community of like-minded women. I see us. I hear us. If you need to be seen and heard, find some sisters that can see or hear you. Should it only be sisters doing that for you? No. But we stand in the gap for ourselves. Rest. Rest. 
if you're like me, <clears throat> you're trying to do too much for too many other people. So here is a basic strategy I think every black woman should do. Schedule at least 45 minutes on your calendar just for you. Just for you. And I don't mean schedule it in such a way that, oh, I'm going to get a pedicure during it. Or I'm going to, um, I'm talking about 45 minutes, it just says rest. Because that might look like however it needs to look that day. Don't pre-plan it is what I'm saying. Let your body tell you what you need. Let your spirit tell you what you need. But, but make sure you have that time protected. Speaking of which, here's my final piece of advice. Shonda Rhimes was very dangerous. When, I, I got a lot of problems with Shonda Rhimes. That's for another day, okay? Um, but one of my problems is the year of yes. No, baby. We need a decade of no. Black women say yes too much. How about we have a let's celebrate the no. Um, can you have this to, on my desk by five o'clock? Um, no. It's for forty five. Are you gonna ask me to have it on your desk by five o'clock? I ain't gonna be able to do it. And you wouldn't ask Karen to do it. You wouldn't ask Becky to have it there by five o'clock. No. Mm-mm. I can't do that. Oh, babe. Um, I'm having the, the the guys over. Can you do some of those? Uh, no. Mm-mm. I got me time scheduled at 4.45 today. No, I can't do that. Um, would you like some next week? Can you give me some notice? I have, I, Baby, I'll do it for you next week. But no, not today. Me and the girl are going to do it X, Y, Z today. Mm-mm. Would you like to take on this additional? Um, no. I'm, no. I appreciate the opportunity, but right now, um, with my schedule as it is, I'm going to have to say no, but I would be interested in you circling back maybe sometime next month. Can you write this for me? For uh, Can you help me write this? Um, I'd love to. I'd love to. My rates for that are, but at this time, I'm unable to do it for free. Now, we finna have a decade of no, sisters. We're going to celebrate the no. We're going to take O'Shea Twitter to heart. And if we're not being compensated in the way we want to be compensated, whether it's time, attention, validation, etc., we withhold. We don't overcompensate. We withhold. All right? Now, I'm telling that to me, too, not just you. I think that's all I wanted to cover today. <laughs> Happy International Women's Day. Love a woman today. Love a woman every day. Love yourself a whole lot. And make today everything that you need for it to be. Tell them to told you. Bye.